Oh, I am so excited to have Angie Jordan on this podcast episode and the next one. This one we talk business, the next one we talk race. The first time I saw Angie around the Facebooks, she really caught my eye. She swears, she's loud, she's kind of not much like my kind of more quiet cancer sign self. She's like the yin to my yang, like one of those people who helps draw out my personality because she's so freely in hers. Angie's a serial entrepreneur, and she talks with me about how one of her jobs was making costumes, Halloween costumes, with like 400 tabs off of Coke cans and with candy. She talks with me about how she failed at her online store, and she helps entrepreneurs make a greater impact because she felt that she could make a greater impact if she helped other people get their voices out and make a greater impact with their voices. So I really hope you enjoy this episode as I sure did. There's so much gold in here. Hey, and welcome to this Passionate Life podcast. We tap into what it takes to turn your passions into profits with intimate talks with women who are walking the talk. This is your host, Stephanie Zito, intuitive soulpreneur mentor for women who choose in favor of alignment, abundance, and happiness. Come find me on Facebook at Stephanie Zito Coach and hit subscribe so you don't miss a beat of this podcast to raise your vibe and align with your best life. So welcome. I am so excited to have Angie Jordan here on this Passionate Life podcast. Welcome, Angie. Yay! Yay! I'm so glad you're here. Oh my God, I'm so glad you're here. So just so um, y'all know a little bit about Angie. Um, Angie, I, I work with Angie. She is a podcast coach and she's amazing. And um, she's a life coach turned podcast coach turned businesswoman, which I get all of that because this is this passionate life. And Angie teaches women to podcast. And um, I'm just so excited to have you here for just real quick for multiple reasons. Um, I have a new season. This is talking about speaking our truth. And we are just on the heels of what I feel is probably a good disruption in our systems, um, just on the heels of the you know, tragic loss of, of many people, including George Floyd, which mm-hmm. seemed to just, yeah, turn the tables, I hope in a big way forever. Yeah. And one of my goals is to really grow as a white woman. <laughs> and so I'm so glad to have you as a black woman and as a businesswoman, yeah. as an entrepreneur, as a coach to have this conversation together. So thank you yeah. for being You're welcome. I'm so excited to be here. And also, I just want to start off by saying thank you for calling me a black woman because that is what I am, (laughs) not a person of color. Um, It's almost like, it's like for people who don't understand, it's almost like, what is it? Okay, now I'm going to like show how not book smart I am. (laughs) I'm trying to say like a rectangle is a square, but a square is in a rectangle. (laughs) so you know so okay like again like you know so like was that was that weird no (laughs) okay yeah so like I am a person of color yes but I am you know it's like a rectangle is a square also just just a fucking rectangle like I am a black woman or so afraid to say that and they say all these things like african-american and all this stuff and like really black culture is so different than just saying African-American, like black is its own also culture. So in America, you know, um, and I would say that I was so super different from one who was from actual Africa who came to America and became, got citizenship. So then they would call themselves African-American. It's like two different kind of cultures, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, first off, okay, so, great job. So, Black. Well, thank you. So, well, I'll tell you though, cause so, so, um, you know, and I just, I said this before we started recording, I was like, I, I'm just admitting it full out. I feel, well, I don't feel as awkward now 
because <laughs> we already <laughs> talked about this, but you know, for, for anyone who's out there who, you know, whatever, if you're feeling awkward, I'm just saying like, I humbly am just in here having this conversation and I could have gotten it wrong. I could have said, and I, I will say that, you know, my husband's white too. And generally up till now, when we've talked about someone or a friend who is black, we've said African-American because right. we thought that was the right thing to say. And now right. suddenly I just see everyone saying black. I'm like, okay, well, clearly that seems like the right thing. So right. it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I always felt like not everybody who's black is from Africa. Right. So, <laughs> so it is I like mean, at some point, at some point we even, were, but like, yeah, that's not the culture that we identify with necessarily. So yeah, black yeah. is totally fine to say. Okay. And and, and I appreciate the fact that, you know, like sometimes it's awkward to have these conversations. And it's, it's funny because it makes me think about, so I grew up in Southern Louisiana and here, if, if you don't know, it, it is very black and white. Like there, when, when you go to school, like everything is black and white. There's not mm -hmm. a lot of other, there's not a lot of other races um, people are generally from here. Like my daughter, when she was going to school here, we, we moved to Jersey for a while, but when she was going to school here, it's like her teachers were the people who I went to school with. Like the police officers were people who I went to school with. Like it just, people stay like, this is not like a transient place. So mm -hmm. people are not very traveled. People don't come in and out of here. So like, but so anyway, it, I'm saying that um shit I forgot why I was saying that oh, oh oh this is why I was saying that because when I did move to Jersey I had never ever in my life I moved to Jersey when I was 30 I had never met a Jewish person in my whole life yeah and I was like I don't even know what it is like is it a race is it a religion like there's so many Jewish people in New Jersey and I was like we at my daughter's school they celebrated Jewish holidays and like I think my point of this is that what I did was I just asked questions I just had a hat I, I had a friend I met a friend someone a coworker I worked with and I just asked her I said listen I really am curious I really don't understand your culture I don't understand like and I would just ask her when we had when there was a Jewish holiday like I would just be interested in learning about her culture. And, and I just was, I just admitted, I was like, wow, like I've never, I, I've never even known about this whole culture before and not, not the same thing, but also just the way that I was able to just ask the question. Cause it took me a while to work my way up to that. You know, it was almost like a, I would whisper about it to like my brother and I'd be like, I don't understand. Like, what, is, what do they mean? And like, I'd be like, what do they mean? And, and like people would make jokes about like Jewish people. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't get it. Like, you know, I just didn't get it. And I just, yeah. I didn't know if I, if it was like, if I should be offended, if I, like, I did, had no idea. So yeah. it was just funny because I just decided, um, actually, I think I posted something on my Snapchat and she, my friend found it offensive. And I said, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry. To, like, and so then from that point on, I was like, okay, just tell me. So I started asking more questions. I started just admitting that I didn't know. I started just listening. And I think that that is just so powerful to just ask. And if you do find like, like right now, it's like crazy out here. And like, it's like, <laughs> it's like black women are like, we're not responsible for your education. But <laughs> at the same time, like maybe like this is not the exact time, but like, you know, it's like, we're open. We would have been open for a long time to talk about like our experiences in this world and what it means and what that culture is like and how racism has affected us. Like, you know, and it, it, you know, also I'll give one more example, then I'll shut up. But like, it's almost like how I, it's almost like how I learned to talk to people who um, were grieving the loss of like a close loved one. And mm -hmm. for a long time, it's like, I didn't even know what to say. So you just act like it didn't exist yeah. because you don't know. And so it's almost the same, it's not the same thing, but it's the same like idea of 
like just sweeping some shit under the rug because you are awkward about it or you don't know what to say. And really what I learned with, in that situation is like, they want their loved ones to be acknowledged. Like they want to talk about the ones that have passed. Like they don't want to like, they're not going to hurt their feelings. You know, like they want to like, it's a real thing and it's yeah. okay to talk about death and it's okay to talk about this. So, but, but it takes courage to start the conversation. It takes courage. And yes, it's awkward. So I do, I applaud you for wanting to have the conversation for, you know, putting yourself out there and, and even though you don't, you may not know, or you may say the wrong things, like it, it does take a bit of courage to still want to have those conversations and talk about it when you don't know. So, well, I mean, I said all of that, I said all of that to say that. Trust me, it's nothing compared to what many people have been through and it's way easier than talking politics at the uh, Thanksgiving dinner table. So, I mean... There's some things I just won't go there. But I mean, I feel like it's sort of, I don't know, I don't even want to, I don't even know what to call it. But I mean, you really hit the nail on the head when you talked about, I mean, I've, I've been there where I, I've had a friend whose uh, loved one has passed and I'm just like, I, yeah, I feel kind of frozen. And I think part of that too is just perhaps like just how we've, I, I'm going to say we am totally generalizing, but growing up in the U.S., like talking about anger or just negative quote-unquote emotions they tend to get like oh you're okay or sweep it under but now is not the time to sweep any of that under at all and so you know right. whatever we have here like I you know we're going to talk about you I want to definitely this is passions to profit so all the amazing stuff you've done and where you've taken you know from being a happiness coach to where you are now but also I, I do want to talk about if you're willing to and want to not to necessarily educate me, but just for me to ask, you know, your experiences as a black woman and in this field and in this industry and, you know, some suggestions you may have for, for anyone who's in business or an entrepreneur just so we can do better. Yeah. So yeah, we get to do all that. Yeah. <laughs> Talk all this. <laughs> like, where do you want me to start? How long is this interview? Jesus. How long is this can go on for hours. <laughs> 12, a 12 session series. So, yeah. <laughs> so we, we can, let's just start because I love, you've got your podcast, Happy As Fuck. And I just want to know how you look talk, tell, tell, talk to me, talk to us. Like, what were you doing before becoming an entrepreneur? And tell us about your journey. Yeah. So I've always been an entrepreneur. Like from, oh. I, feel, I feel like the, the moment I came out of the womb, I was, I've never not, even when I've worked a job, I've never not had a side job. I've always had this entrepreneurial bug. I, I just always have. And I think the first business I started God. Well, well, actually, the the very first thing I did was this is really interesting. You do not know this about me already, but I went to school for fashion design, and oh. so my very first yeah, my very first thing that I did that was entrepreneurial was I would <laughs> I would make Halloween costumes primarily for all of my gay friends to party in New Orleans for Halloween, which is such a big thing here. Oh, I love this. <laughs> but like, I love this. I, re I remember making a gladiator skirt for one of my friends, and I had 400. I made the skirt. The metal in the skirt came from the tops of, the co of Coke cans. Oh like that gosh. little tab. And I had the individual, I had, I think it was 400 of them. And so I just remember my boyfriend at the time was like buying cases and cases of these <laughs> so that I could like take the tabs. It was so funny. But anyway, so that was my very first like, like brush with entrepreneurship was making costumes. And then I owned a online store which was a total mm -hmm. disaster, total disaster. <laughs> I, I borrowed $20,000 from my grandmother. I, I paid, I was going to pay these people. They wanted to charge me like $10,000 for a website. I bought all this merchandise. I just had no idea. It was a disaster. And before oh, you know no. it, like I had all this merchandise and I think I made one sale and 
the website looked all janky like it was just a total disaster like I hid like I wanted to crawl under a rock and like hide from the world after this so that was that business then I moved into I started a blog and my blog this is how I got into like the online space I started the blog and my blog was called man eaters I was talking about my dating and relationship stories because I literally have the best stories in the world. I'm not Mm. kidding you. I have the best dating stories in the world, like the best stories. Okay. And so (laughs) I, and and so through that blog, I got like 30,000 people a month to come to my blog. And so it was kind of a thing. And people were like, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? And I was like, I don't know. I just like <laughs> learning. Like I was learning about search engine optimization. I was learning about all these things, and I, it really, search engine optimization is is what the primary thing was. And but then there was like the social media aspect of it, and so I learned all that. And so I, when people were asking me, I was like, "Wow, this is like a marketable skill." Um, and it's funny because I just recently found a journal um, that's old from that time in my life when I had that blog and I just, I was looking through it. It's so nostalgic going back and looking through it because I, it's like, I have all these business ideas and these things that I was doing and it was, it's just funny looking at it, but yeah. Yeah. So I was like, this is a marketable skill. Like, let me market, like teach people how to grow their blogs because people want to know this. So Mm -hmm. I started doing that and I, it turned into social media management, which I call being a social media slave and being locked up <laughs> in someone's like, like, it's terrible. Social media management is terrible. Like, it's yeah. like, they're like, come on. And especially back then when people didn't understand like the ROI of social media, like it was just really hard then. But mm-hmm. so I, it turned into social media management, then it turned into copywriting and whatever. So I, I had this like, digital marketing business where I was doing all these different things with digital marketing. I did that for about five years. Uh, I moved to Jersey. I was living, um, like I, we moved just me and my brother, no one else were chilling. I wanted to literally, I, I could, I, it was like pajamas every day. I didn't know anybody. <laughs> I, I was going crazy. I was making my brother lunches for work was how bad it was because I'm not like domestic like that no I can't see you doing that (laughs) yeah no I was like oh okay I got dinner and now here's your lunch like for my brother yeah um so I was like I need to go get a job and so I was like okay I'm gonna go get a job just a part-time job to get out of the house ends up and what I've always done is I've always worked in retail I've always managed stores whatever and so I was like no I'm just gonna go work part-time at a store whatever And I ended up interviewing, talking to the people and like, I fell in love with everyone. I fell in love with the job. And before I knew it, I was like the general manager of like the number one store in the company in Manhattan. And like, (laughs) that's all like, I got swept away and I I got rid of all my clients. And so then I just started working again. Yeah. Um, And, and it was fine. I mean, they were paying me over six figures. Like I was living like a good life. And this is like, here comes my story. Okay. Like I know I've been telling my story. It's really long. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize in advance. No, no. It's very long winded. That's so, good. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> so it's like, you're learning things about me. I know. So, so, you know, I had this like life that was like, I'm in New Jersey. It's expensive as hell to live in New Jersey compared to Louisiana. Um, I'm working in Manhattan, which like, I, it's like my dream because I love New York city. It's like the only city in America, FYI, like nowhere else is a city. Everywhere else is not city. <laughs> it's, it's not New York. It's not a city. It's just a place. Um, if it doesn't have big, tall buildings everywhere, like it's not a city. So yeah. <laughs> like LA is not a city. It's a town. Um, it's just a town. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a place. I don't know. Yeah. Um, LA is growing on me, by the way. I used to hate it, but I actually like <laughs> oh, really cool. like it now. Yeah, yeah I actually yeah. really like it. But I don't have a strong opinion. I don't live up there. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So, but anyway, so I was, I had this like life that like was good. And by every standard of what I had ever thought was successful, mm-hmm. I had it. 
I was making over six figures. I was living in a place that I thought was, it, it's so funny because like six figures, six figures, everybody like wants to make six figures. I know, like, right? Yeah. It's so funny that like when yeah. you make the six figures, you're like, wait a minute, this ain't as much, I'm not rolling in it like I, I thought know. I was going to be. <laughs> taxes, man. Taxes. Wait a minute. Oh my God, taxes. Oh my God. I, I was paying taxes in New Jersey and New York, but that's like a whole other uh, story. But anyway. So I, you know, I had this life and it was good. I had a relationship and it was a good relationship. And my dad got diagnosed with cancer mm. and it just was like, everything came screeching to a halt. And I remember, I remember in December of that year, when my dad got diagnosed with cancer, I, I remember him, he called me to tell me he had cancer in, mm -hmm. um, it, it might've been like October of that year, whatever year, I think it was like 2017. And he called and told me and I was, I had just landed. I was at like a work conference. I had all my coworkers around me. We were like at the baggage claim and he's telling me he's got cancer. And I was oh like, my God. Oh my God. Like, seriously. And I just, I remember, I, I don't know how I did it, but I just stuffed it all in until later. Like I was just like later. Yeah. Um, and I'm not that kind of person. I'm super emotional. So I don't know how I did that. But anyway, I, uh, um, so it just, it sort of jolted me and made me sort of think like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm -hmm. And I remember in December of that year, 2017, I, you know, it's like you take your, you take an inventory of everything that you've done that year. And you're just kind of like, like, regardless of whether you're intentional about it or not, you think about yeah. it. You're like, okay, yeah. shit, like, <laughs> another year has gone by. Like, what, what the fuck did I do? And I was sitting there taking an inventory of my life. And I remember it so distinctly because my brother, I was alone. It was Christmas time. I was alone. Mm -hmm. um, my parents didn't come to Jersey that year. My brother left and went to Australia for Christmas that year because his wife's Australian. And I was by myself. It was me and my daughter. And it was the first time I'd ever had that experience of not having this big family Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I was so depressed. And I was so like looking at my life the last year. And I'm like, I am nowhere further today in December than I was in January. Like mm -hmm. I am. And then I was like, okay, actually the last five years, I feel like I'm in the same exact place. And I told myself, I was like, you know what? In 2018, like I promise I will not be in the same place in December. I will never have a moment like this again, where I feel like I'm in the same place in December as I was in January. Like this is yeah. never happening, never, ever, ever happening again. And it was sort of this like, come to Jesus moment with myself. And mm -hmm. that was when I decided I hired a life coach. That's a whole other story. That's really hilarious. And she charged uh -huh. me $15,000. She charged $15,000. And I like, it's just a whole other story, but I'm was dying to hear this story. Oh God. Okay. No, no. I mean, the short, the short of the story is she was a, she was a dating blogger. Like I was when we were both blogging and I, she had her journey. Her path was, she went towards coaching. My path uh -huh. was, I went to, and I had like a digital marketing agency. And so I was watching what she was doing and I was like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, what, what is this? Like, mm -hmm. this like coaching thing. Like I, I, it wasn't familiar with this coaching world. And, um, and then I remember I was talking to her once and I thought we were just having like a friendly catch up conversation when it was apparently a sales call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sneaky. And at the end of the call, at the end of the call, she's like, well, do you want things to change or not? Are oh, staying the same? No. You know, and if you yeah. want things to change, you got to do something about it. And, you know, and then she tells me that she charges like this $15,000. And I remember I was like, this girl crazy. And I was like, well, I have to think about it. I was like, I have to think about it. And then she's like, no, you can't think about it. Like, <laughs> I never let clients get off the phone without telling me a yes or a no. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what just happened? 
so and then I remember I hung up with her and I tell my I call my friend I was like let me tell you about this bitch she just said she charged fifteen thousand dollars there's no in person like what is this anyway I I made this big joke I made fun of her and then about maybe a month later I knew who her coach was she had this coach business coach and and her coach on on his business page posted about a client result and the client result yeah. was it was he didn't tag her or anything but i saw her name on the back end of her paypal and it uh -huh. was like this girl had made like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the last four months and i was yeah. like whoa like so <laughs> i remember calling her and i was like hey so whatever you did i need you to teach me how to do that like yeah, about about that yes <laughs> about that fifteen thousand dollars yeah I, you know what i think maybe i'm gonna do it and yeah. i don't know how i paid her yeah. um but anyway anyway it ended up through that and at the time i didn't know i was a coach i thought that i was doing this network marketing and i thought that was what i was gonna do and and anyway it ended up it ended up um turns out i you know was going into coaching i got the name get happy as fuck while i was swimming in the pool and i was doing this like visionary exercise where i would dive into the pool and the pool was like money and money was all around me and i just would just like you know it, it's a great that's a great exercise mm, i know <laughs> i like that i'm gonna do <laughs> like that you're diving in the pool and it just you just visualize it like as you're swimming and just like floating around like and close your eyes it feels so good yeah um, and that's when I got the words, like the download was like, get happy as fuck. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm mm -hmm. supposed to like, I'm like a coach and I'm supposed to like, I think I'm a coach. I think I'm supposed to do this. And that's also when I got the whole like podcast idea. Yeah. So anyway, so then I started life coaching and, um, oh my God, I'm talking so much. <laughs> like, no, great. I'm listening. I'm in. It's I'm, like the I'm longest in. story. It's like the longest story ever. Um, I asked so yeah, so then, yeah. So then I got the, I got the download and I started coaching and I had no idea what I was doing. And, um, you know, I started getting clients and I loved it. And, you know, when I started the podcast, um, I, my podcast just did so well. And, and here's the funny thing or, or the interesting thing is like the, the so well for me is yeah, I got, I ended up getting like 10,000 downloads, like fairly quickly. And a lot of people, it takes a really long time to get there. Yeah. Um, and I made money right away because mm -hmm. I, I was just talking to my people though. Like there was nothing fancy about what I did. Mm -hmm. I've, I've learned a lot since then. Um, but like when I realized like people were in my inbox, people were, you know, like, oh my God, like, I listened to your whole podcast and it helped me to go from this situation to this situation. It helped me decide that I was worthy of this. It helped me like, mm -hmm. it, like sometimes I would literally cry because of the impact I was having. Yeah. And what, so, so for me, the reason why I segue, the reason why I went into podcast coaching was, and it's super interesting because this is like going into like what I'm going to do next, but mm -hmm. it was because I had such a big impact with my podcast. And I, what I wanted to do was I wanted to, I felt like I could make a greater impact if I helped other people get their voices out and make impact with their voices. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of like how I decided to start podcast coaching because I, I saw the need for, you know, like people, like people will drag their ass forever to start their podcast. Like, mm -hmm. you know, this, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and you never know what one thing that you say, Steph, in your one podcast episode could impact someone like, like it could, it, one person could hear it and then they could say it to someone else. And then that could really, that all it takes is like one little seed, one little thing that could really help to change the direction of someone's life. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And yeah. It, it's like you create these ripples. It's like you make this yeah. ripple and, and, and you yourself as this podcaster 
have no idea how far reaching your ripple is going. No idea. You have no mm -hmm. clue. And, but it's going far. It's going much farther and wider than what you think. And so that's for me was the whole reason. And that's my whole passion behind podcasting. Like it's nothing about, yeah, we were talking about like my microphone that I'm using because like, I don't know, I like that kind of stuff too, but like, it's not <laughs> about that. It's about like getting these people's messages, these voices out there and, and making an impact and podcasting is just so powerful for that. And that's how I arrived at this like podcast coach thing, which mm -hmm. is so funny. And you understand how people like cycle through the things that they want to do in their lives. No, I love it. I, no, it's yeah. great. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, so that's my whole, if you've never heard my whole entire spill on how I went from like life coach to podcast coach. I know. I there, know. It is. <laughs> yeah. there it I is. Know. There you go. I love I said it. it here first. Steph. Yes, you did. Oh my gosh. I'm so blessed. <laughs> well, what I love is just, it's like in your, it's like in your blood or in your genes to do this sort of journey and you have like a relentlessness, but not like a, like to the grindstone. It's like, it's a kind of play for you. You just like, you just, you do so well. You have like 30,000 people on your blog, which at some point we're going to circle back to that maybe on a different episode about <laughs> the dating. Like I really want to go there with you with that, but oh God. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, with the podcast and, and making the money and it's so interesting. You mentioned this, um, enrollment conversation you had with your friend, because I literally just sort of accidentally got on a call like that this morning and I was like, <laughs> Oh, shit i was like this is because they're just asking you the questions you're like ah oh, you know you're in <laughs> and they're just like i'm in a guessing. sales call damn like, it no. i thought we were just powwowing it's gotten so like predictable and, yes. uh, and like it, it, like it is like i'm like okay i like <laughs> I, like I can see it a mile away now and it's sort of stale yeah and guess what and guess what the package was $14,000 so, <laughs> <laughs> so I just have to laugh because like that literally happened this morning like I should have known but I should have known better but I just sort of I don't know whatever so now I'm like I know but it's sort of anyway that's a whole other conversation to you know to yeah. do it in a not yeah. sort of stale sort of predictable like scripted way yeah We will be right back for more with Angie Jordan, talking about being fearless, how she took risks, and how did she take the risks to be willing to lose everything? And can being selfish be a good thing? Let's find out after this quick message. I talk to many, many women whose fears hold them back from doing what they say they truly want to do, no matter what level you're at in your entrepreneurship career, I'm sure you've faced fear at one time or another. And as we scale and as we grow bigger, the fears just become different. So I'm offering to you a complimentary meditation for listening to this podcast. This is a meditation to help release fear and help make fear your fuel. You can find this meditation for free at bit dot ly backslash Steph Zito coach sign up that is bit dot ly backslash Steph Zito coach sign up yeah. yeah well you know the fun thing about this is you know I talk to a lot of people who are just like afraid they're just they're afraid they're afraid to start and I don't know why why are you not afraid I mean you lost, <laughs> you lost money you know you said it you failed it yeah. The, I mean, you didn't love the social media management, you know, you put money into yeah. the, the website, the online store. Like why, yeah. why are you not afraid? Why are you not like, oh, I'm just going to go buckle down and get the nine to five in the office. You know, no offense. I mean, that's perfectly fine as well. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. No. Um, so I guess for me, you're absolutely correct. I'm not afraid at all. <laughs> like I <laughs> don't really I don't really know exactly why I'm not afraid, but I think that, so when I, I read this book 
uh, like a long time ago. Um, and it was almost like my gate, the gateway book that I read to personal development. Um, and it was Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles. Yeah. And for whatever reason, when I read this book, it was like, holy shit. There's so much more available. I was taught like, and be a lot of different stuff. And like, I almost felt duped in a way. And, and, and I just, it was, I just remember that being such an eye opening and it's such a basic fucking book. Like, yeah. you know, let's be honest, like it's like yeah. the most basic uh, No, I know. In America, <laughs> like it's so basic. Like if I read it right now, it's like, set a goal and do your mind mapping. Like it's so basic. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> but it's like. It was so revolutionary for me. And I think the part in it, it's funny because like now I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up and grab my book because I keep it all, I keep it. It's like, it's yeah. like a Bible for me. Like it, mm -hmm. it has such significant meaning for me. I'm literally mm -hmm. grabbing it. But oh there God, was a that. part, there's a part in this book because it, it, it really, I think it really, it, it makes a lot of sense on how it changed my life I think and, and how why I'm not afraid and why I've mm -hmm. just known that there's just so much more available mm -hmm. it, it was there was two things there was there was one okay so one they tell this story about he tells a story about the the man who like lost his key or whatever and mm -hmm. He's outside, he's looking outside under the, under the light outside. And he's outside looking and this man walks by and he sees him outside looking for something. And the guy's like, oh, like, hey, what's up? How can I help, can I help you with something? Like, and the guy's like, I lost my key, I lost my key. And he was like, okay, cool. So they sit there, he was like, I'll help you. So he helps them, they look, they look, they look, everywhere they can find it. And the guy's like, are you sure you can't find it? And are you sure, you know, you left it here or you lost it here? And the guy was like, oh, actually, I lost it in my house, but I'm out here looking because there's more light out here. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, it was, like, an illustration in that, like, you are, like, like about placing blame outside of yourself kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that really kind of struck me as, like, and then, and then along with that story, it was, it was, there's this one line in the book and I have it right here. And this is when he was talking about his, his mentor. And he was like, his mentor asked him, do you take hundred percent responsibility for your life? And he was like, I guess like, kind of, yeah. And, and he's like, no, do you? Yes or no? Like, do you do it? And he's like, well, I, yeah, I guess. Um, and so then he says, he was like, I'm going to read it. I'm going to quote it. He was like, you see, Jack, if you realize that you have created your current conditions, then you can uncreate them and recreate them at will. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? And like that line, I used to have it highlighted in my, in my previous books because I've, I've bought this book a hundred times. Yeah. But like that line, I was like, that was so revolutionary for me. Just that line of you have the power to create your own life was so significant for me mm -hmm. that it put me on this path of like I believed it I believed it with everything in me Steph like I just believed it so I think that that's why I'm not scared is because I understand and I take responsibility for what I've created in my life and I know that I have the power to create whatever it is that I want and if my current situation is not what I want, then that's my responsibility. It's not it, like I can choose what I want to create and what I experience here on this earth. Like that's what I get to do. And so I just have always been like, I can create something different. If you don't like your job, quit your job like I quit mm -hmm. my last job I quit my job in New York when I was on the subway in Times Square going to work and I was like oh fuck this shit I can't go <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't do it anymore and I called my sister-in-law and I was like 
meet me at Grand Central Station. I need drinks. And so I just sat there and like got drunk and told the bartender. I was like, I just quit my job, I think. And like, yeah. like I had no plan, but whatever. So yeah. So that's, I think that's why I'm not afraid is because I just, I get it. Like you don't, you don't have to live any other way than what you want to live as like that is just the bottom line so you can create whatever it is you want you have the right to change your mind you don't you can be you can be a fashion designer one day you can be a right. blogger the next day yeah you can be, a life you can coach, be like i'm over this you can be a podcast coach right like, so you can be all so of that i i love this and i love that you went back to freaking jack canfield <laughs> of all, of all, i mean this is just like this is just like the, like, if you took like life coaching 101, like Jack Canfield, <laughs> he is just right in there. And the thing to me about this is like, cause you, I mean, you know, as a happiness coach, podcast coach, business coach, I, I'm, I, I'd imagine you encounter people who, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking the scenario of like, they're afraid or they feel stuck, you know, they've got kids, they got the mortgage and they're just like, how can I, how can I do this? How can I just recreate right so yeah what do you have what do you what do you say what do you say you know for the people who are stuck because it's such truth and it's the kind of thing I wish like every school just taught this to children you know yeah yeah it's one thing I'm very proud of I will say that I my daughter sees in me and there's yeah. a lot of things I'm not proud of. But, <laughs> hey, but that's me. one thing all, I am parents proud are, of. Yes. All parents she, have that. All parents. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, you know, like me showing her that, and, and it's so, she said it the other day, she said, mom, she was like, you're, you're going to be so rich. Oh. She said, because, you know, she was like, and I think she told my mom this too. And it's so funny, but she was like, you're going to be so rich. She was like, because the really rich people, they don't do the normal things. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're right. They don't. They do the things that are outside the box. But yeah. here's what I here's what I would say to someone who is feeling stuck. And it's funny because my whole like line in my life coaching was like, go from stuck to happy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's good. <laughs> That's some good, whichever it is, assonance or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So so my whole thing is just like, in where I would start every person was really like, like, this is like a, this is like an inward journey mm-hmm. and it starts with, with you. And it starts with like, a, having this awakening about who you really truly are. Yeah. And, and I think that to just to, to someone who feels like they're stuck in their circumstance i would just invite that person to a couple of things i think a couple of things are really important if you feel like you're in a circumstance that you don't like because the bottom line is my business coach her ass makes $100,000 a month mhm she still feels stuck a month she still feels mm-hmm. stuck she still has times where she thinks that she second guesses everything. She still like, like has money mindset issues sometimes that thinks she has to go get over. Like, it's not about where you are. It's not about mm-hmm. where you are. It's about what you make that thing mean in your life a mm-hmm. lot of times. So mm-hmm. it's about, it's not about the actual circumstance. It's about what you make it mean. So like my, if you feel like really, really stuck, like I would like, what I would make if all of my clients do the first thing I make them do is like it's so basic this is the most basic thing you've ever would hear me say like I feel like I'm you know it's fall and I'm ordering a um what's the thing pumpkin latte pumpkin spice at Starbucks like this is how basic it is but I'm like go go do a gratitude journal oh my god yes yes <laughs> but like like that's so basic but like no, 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 but, but really it, it's really yeah. about like going within and figuring out what it is that you truly want and mm-hmm. learning how to appreciate where you are. I think that's really the key of going anywhere else is, yeah. is, is understanding that it's not the destination. 
it's not that it's not that there is no destination there's no destination mm -hmm, mm -hmm. except for death that's the only certain place we're all going that's true that is true it's the journey and if yeah. you can learn to if you can learn to love the journey and love where you're at right now mm -hmm. then you can do anything i think that's the most freeing thing of everything is learning to like the rest of that stuff once you do this part all of the other stuff i feel like will come and work itself out and and once you start to go within and once you start to really appreciate and learn to love where you're at yeah you'll begin to feel differently about your situation you'll begin to see different opportunities in different ways you'll begin to even understand our our get tapped in i mean it it, it can go so deep with a woman and getting so disconnected from her pleasure and the things that she, that she truly, you know, wants because she's so yeah. busy being a, a caretaker that you don't get that time. So you forget, mm -hmm. so you forget, mm -hmm. like, I'm, I, I have to be really intentional and be like, okay, what do I really like? Like, yeah. I want to have a fucking preference. Like what restaurant do I want to fucking go to? Like have a yes. preference, damn it. Like have a preference. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. Stand for it. But we get, yes. yeah, we get so far away from that because we're so busy appeasing everybody else, but that's a whole other, you know, conversation. But it yeah, is. it's like, if you're feeling stuck, I think, I think step one, and it seems so counterintuitive because it would be like, step one would be like move. But like, I feel like step one is like, stop and go within and appreciate and, and learn and understand that like, this is step one. Step one is getting to know yourself better. Step one is tapping into like what your desires are. Step one is learning to appreciate where you are right now. Yeah. Right. No, it's so perfect. Cause that's, I mean, you're a happiness coach. I mean, that's happiness. Yeah. It's happiness right exactly. there because it's not your external circumstances. It's like how you carry it within. No. Yeah. And, and you know, what taught me, what was my big lesson was when I had the, everything was the way that it was supposed to be. Like I had that life. I've yeah. had all of the things. Yeah, you like, have. And, and it, it doesn't make it any different. Like right. it doesn't make it any different. It is really, yeah. it's really the inner work. It's really the like, it, it's really all the other stuff. And yeah. when you can, when you start there, that's where you become, you start to become unstuck. And it's so, it's so funny because it just seems like, counterintuitive like if I'm stuck mm -hmm. I'm supposed to move if I'm stuck I'm supposed to move but here's my other advice Steph this is my life advice before I was a life coach but this is still true this is still true yeah I used to tell all of my friends before I was a life coach and it was so funny because I was so scared to tell people like I'm gonna be a life coach like I thought people would laugh at me uh -huh. my friends were like my friends were like you've been my life coach forever you get to get paid for it now yeah they were like they were like you would that okay yeah. like you've been my life coach but i i truly 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 feel this way okay it was i'm a little crazy and i'm not scared so so like just take this in stride but like <laughs> there's i think it's like four major categories in your life it's like your job, your location, your physical appearance, and like your relationships. Mm -hmm. Change one of those. Yeah. <laughs> like from a very practical standpoint, right. just change one of those. Like yeah. from a very like practical, feel stuck and stagnant. Like mm -hmm. when I had my little upheaval, I changed all of those. Like, yeah. Because I'm just, I'm really dramatic like and I'm really just crazy like that. So like. I got, I broke up with my boyfriend. I went completely vegan. I, like, <laughs> I moved back to Louisiana and I quit my job. Like all in the same like month, you know, I was just like, well, fuck this. This isn't working. I'm unhappy. You know, like, like I'm done. Yeah. I just burnt it down. I burnt it down. Yeah. Um, I'm trying not to be such a burner downer anymore. Uh -huh. um, because I would just burn it down and I, I, I just will burn it all down. But even just shaking things up by just doing something different. Yeah. Um, even if you're like learning something new or like enroll yourself in fucking guitar lessons or like, so like, like even just breaking that up can really be, can really help you to move right, all like that stagnant stuff. Break the cycle. Like one thing. And you're yeah. right, even like just changing your hair, like changing your hair color. Yes. I'm yeah. telling you, it just, 
just do one of those things, change your physical appearance, mm -hmm. change where you live, you know, whatever your relationship, if your relationship isn't working, like cut it off, move on in your job. Even if you don't like, it's not like quit your job and don't do anything else, get a new job. Like who cares? Yeah. Like something to catapult you into something, some newness, something fresh and exciting and you'll feel so much better. It's just the truth. <laughs> exactly. And if for something that yeah. feels like overwhelming, like change, quitting your job, or for some people that's yeah. like, oh, it's so much. It's like, just, it's like little steps, even just taking a yeah. different way to work, like getting a different coffee, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, just whatever. Like do something different. Something, like I said, like, even if it's like learn a new skill or like, I don't know, go a different place, like do something out of the box of what you would normally do. Like those yeah. kinds of things can be from a practical perspective, can mm -hmm. help you to move all that stuck, stagnant stuff in your life. Um, like I'm saying that and I'm like, what can I do? What can I do? No, Angie, relax, relax. I already like, <laughs> relax, I, relax. Like as it's so funny because I just learned about myself that like I'm actually like actually my moon is in Taurus and it's so oh. funny my, my son is in Sagittarius. And so that so goes with my personality, mm -hmm. but my moon is in Taurus and like Taurus, like Taurus is like earthy and grounded and like creatures that have it. And, and I was like, no, that's <laughs> no, no, no. Like this is blasphemy. <laughs> like, this is not me. Like, I didn't know I had a moon sign. Like when I first yeah. learned about it, I'm like, what is this? Like I'm Sagittarius. Like I even it's have the wrong moon. Like, tattooed on me i'm like i'm serious yeah. through it i'm fun i'm adventurous like i'm not earthy i'm not grounded like <laughs> but it's so funny because here i am i take my child to school every day yeah mm -hmm. every single day i go to the same starbucks i mm -hmm. sit in the same place the guy knows my same order and my name every day uh -huh. like i started thinking about it. i was like shit there's a lot of like comforts I take so much comfort in just that one little routine that I just said like yeah. it just it just gives me so much pleasure to have that like I go to my Starbucks and I know my name and that's my spot and I'm just comfortable with that like it just does it's so funny but like that's why I'm thinking I'm like shit maybe I should like what should I shake up I'm, I mean I shake a lot of stuff up so you do yeah. you do I yeah. know I'm shaking up my business you. right now I know you know that something's about to shake up so I know I know <laughs> I keep seeing you post I'm like well, what, I keep is hinting. what are you gonna do yeah I, I keep hinting to it and so like you know I'm about to shake up how I do my business but yeah. that's because like I don't know I just you know I don't know if that brings any clarity to anyone on like how Absolutely. I'm able to not be afraid you know yeah. and, and, then, and then you know life is, life is too fucking short. It's like, I, I just don't believe that I, I read uh, the book. Um, a book I really enjoyed was, um, how to be a badass at making money. And mm -hmm. I hate the word, I hate the word badass. Like it's so cliche to me. I hate it now. Yeah. I hate badass. I hate rock star. Like there's a lot of yeah. words that I hate. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> tell me more tell me more I'm like, I'm like shut up I don't want to hear it. you say badass in your post I'm like okay cancel yeah um, I hope you don't say that stuff sorry sorry I, you know I don't that. usually no I, I'm not like okay. a big I, I mean I can I swear on occasion but I'm not like yeah you know like badass yeah. women's group women entrepreneurs badass yeah, it's not I'm like, like you know all right like that like that already i'm over the badass like this is like 10 years ago you saying we were saying badass and rock star like i'm over we were so we were. yeah so so anyway so in that book she, what she talked about which also it's so funny this is the same thing with podcasts and this is the same thing with like using your voice and speaking out and saying things mm -hmm. because you never know the thing that is going to affect someone. Here I am yeah. talking about fucking Jack Canfield's old ass on oh this God. podcast like <laughs> uh, from this book I read in like 2000 and like five or some shit like that. The, like, that you're holding, that you're holding as we speak. That I'm holding that I buy over and over and read yeah. and right. it's just so symbolic to me and I can point to you the passages that affected yep. me mm -hmm. so in her book the thing that affected me in that book was 
when she was talking about the desires that you were given, you were given them for a reason. Yes. Like you were given these desires because they're supposed to be, those are the things that's like your, Jack Canfield talks about this in his book too. Of like, course he did. Your joy, your joy is your GPS. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. Did he say that? Is that his thing? Did he say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're doing your, yeah, you yeah. use your joy. No, that's in the life purpose exercise in this book. Yeah. I remember doing my life purpose exercise and writing my life purpose statement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all these years ago, I, I'm going to go back and read the book now because I'm just yeah. going to have to. But like those desires were placed in you by God mm-hmm. because those are for you. Steph, mm-hmm. the desires that you have are not the same desires as I have. Because exactly. the things that are placed in you, your talents, your gifts, your desires are unique to you because those are the things that you are supposed to be doing on this earth. And yeah. that's where you're going to get your most fulfillment from. And so it's like, if you're having these desires, then that is what is already meant for you to have, achieve, do, be, whatever. Yeah. I and so like this you, is- Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. It's like the perfect thing. It's the perfect thing for anyone who is like, you know, scared to do that thing or how will people, yeah. you know, appear, how will they appear to people or will they get trolls if they're yeah. putting their thing out there? It's like, because, because you do it, once you do it, I mean, maybe not for you because you seem to be fearless, but for anyone else <laughs> who does feel the fear, once you do it, you're like, okay, because I, I, I was like this before I started coaching. I felt like my coaching was weird and I was bringing in like intuition and chakras. I'm like, no one's going to get this. But once I started doing it, I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. It's like there for yeah. a reason. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and you know, like I, I am fearless, but I'm also not fearless. Like I'm mm-hmm. scared a lot, but I just, my desire to my desire to, I don't know, achieve the things that I want to achieve to, it's like, I want those things more than I care about someone, what someone thinks about me. Like I just do, you know? And, and it's like, I, you know, and you know what it comes from? And this is like, Oh my God. Like, I feel like we're going to talk for like 10 hours now, but like, I know (laughs) I, and it's, I'm, I'm fine. It's totally fine. But like, (laughs) I just, I feel like, we're so conditioned to look at selfishness as a bad thing. Yeah. And it is the best, it is the best thing that you, that like someone can have the best fucking quality. I would rather, I would rather be selfish than selfless. I would rather be selfish or perceived as a selfish person than someone who doesn't know what they want. I'd rather Mm -hmm. be selfish than someone who's running around trying to please everybody all the time. I'd rather be that. Call me, call me, call me arrogant, call me selfish, call me all of that. I think it's great. I feel like when, you know, when I'm with friends who are like that, it's like, I know their boundaries. Like I know, I know their boundaries and I may not know until I ask them this or that, but like, I, I actually, I appreciate that because you're going to know exactly where you stand. You know, if you're not clear about something or you cross the boundary, like you get to talk about it. There's nothing like under the rug or getting sidestepped towards other friends or drama. It's so much easier. And to your point too, I think especially for women, it's like, you, you know, you get to know yourself. It's not just about giving, giving, giving to everyone else around you. And especially as like a business person, <laughs> you, you have to have your boundaries. Otherwise, like, what are you doing? You're just, you're not running, you know, a nonprofit. Like you're in, you're in a business and people need to know, people need to know exactly where you stand. Exactly. We covered a lot in this episode, so we uh, took a break, and the next episode is where we dive into race, because at the end of this one, Angie's like, we haven't even covered race yet, (laughs) and we talked for an hour, so tune in and check out the next one where we dive into her experience with racism and some ideas for us to all be allies and just to do better, to do better with systemic racism in the United States.
Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, subscribe. You can also leave some stars and a comment so you can help others know about this podcast and benefit from it as well. I would love to invite you into my membership sisterhood group, sisterhood group of soul led women who are seeking clarity and using our intuition to turn our passions into profits. I have a special for podcast listeners. It's only a dollar to join for your first month. You get a whole catalog of courses to help you lead your soul led life and weekly classes on everything from speaking your truth to how to use intuitive tools like pendulum, like the tarot, like crystals. There are hot seats for you to explore your gifts and special guests as well. It's a beautiful place to be with an incredible group of supportive women. It truly is a sisterhood. I would love for you to join. You can join using the link bit.ly backslash activate membership group that is bit.ly backslash activate membership group i'd love to get you in there till next time